Hey, this is Ashley. Hey, this is Marcy. And this is School and Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. This week in Mentor Moment, I wanted to share that as a woman who paid off nearly $16,000 in credit card debt over the last 18 months, who has gotten really serious about her personal finances over the last year, and who proudly saved $10,000 over the last year, budgeting is not the end-all be-all of personal finance. It was when I made more money. It was when I had more cash flow. It's when I had more income that I was really able to pay off my debt and finally reach my savings and financial goals. I'm excited to move on to investing in 2021, and but I wouldn't have been able to reach any of those milestones if I wouldn't have really bossed up at work, managed up, and asked for the value that I was bringing to the organization, which resulted in a raise and a promotion this year. Too often, particularly for women, um, we get shamed into saving more money and being more frugal and not buying our Starbucks, blah, blah, blah. But one of the things that I've found when it comes to, um, you know, just like really being on my financial P's and Q's is really being validated by being paid well. Too often we're paid pennies. Our value is not recognized monetarily. Uh, we have poor morale at work and we feel disjointed and disengaged in the work. And it's mostly because these people are not paying us. So more now more than ever, I'm really encouraging my mentees and any woman under the sound of my voice to really ask for more money. And this isn't about like asking for what you're worth or raise the price or whatever, but it's the value. It's about the value that you bring to the organization. And now is the time to make more money. Even if that means that you have to transition um, careers, if you have to transition into a new role, if you have to transition industries, you have some serious financial goals. You really want to be able to save money. You really want to be able to have a cushion. You really want to be able to ask, stop asking to borrow money every month. You want to be able to not have to, you know, count pennies uh, at Target when you go on your leisurely shopping, but that won't happen without making more money. And sure, you can save and you can scrimp and you can clip coupons and you can get on Honey and you can get on Ebates. And I'm team all of that. But I also really want you to be thoughtful about whether or not you need to just make more money, plain and simple, that you don't just need to, to save and reduce spending, but you also need to increase your earning potential. And one of the ways that you could do that is through asking for more money, transitioning to a career that will pay you more money, or positioning yourself as more of an expert in your industry so that you can command more money um, at work. So watch my latest video where I talk about my own money and personal finance journey from being in um, thousands of dollars in credit card debt, tens of thousands of dollars in credit card debt to finally climbing out of that hole and now being able um, to save uh, tens or a ten thousand dollars um, and how proud I am of that. But how one of the ways that I was able to do that is to simply make more money. Um, so check out that video. It's on my Instagram page at Instagram.com backslash Ashley Ashire. That's Instagram.com backslash A-S-H-L-E-Y-A-S-S-H. 
H-I-R-E. And let me know if you need to make more money in the new year. I'm accepting new mentees right now and I'm really excited to serve you. My mentees definitely see a return on their investment. I had four mentees this year that um, actually all earned a 12K salary increases um, after working with me. Um, and um, so many more women who earned more money, who transitioned careers and are just so much more at peace and have a better financial outlook because they made an investment in their career development and it yielded gains um, in the ways that they're able to confidently approach their career and the value that they bring, thus earning more money in their industry. So if you're looking for that kind of support, uh, let me mentor you. Like I said, I'm accepting new mentees right now. And the first step to that is scheduling your mentor moment. You can do that at mentor-me.org. So that's M-E-N-T-O-R-me.org to schedule your free mentor moment. And that's the first step in us working together to help you earn more money in your career up uh, is I digress. And this week, Marcy and I are talking about our body, Adi, Adi, Adi. Adi, adi, adi. Marcy and I are both getting older, wiser and finer, but older nonetheless, which leads to changes in our bodies. Um, and so this week we wanted to talk about some of the significant changes that have happened in our bodies over the last few years, how we work to be intentional about listening to our bodies and the support that we feel our bodies need more now than ever. So Marcy, I definitely have been noticing some pretty significant changes um, in my body over the last few years. Um, I've always been an avid, reluctant worker-outer, which means that I regularly work out. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. And I really really only do it for vanity reasons. But I do do it. I probably work out like um, on average four times a week. And um, I typically wear like a, you know, fitted... um, like workout pants, like right, something with like lycra in it and like uh, dry fit, like sweat wicking kind of energy. Um, you know, something that's like a high waist uh, to hold in the fupa. Um, I typically wear a sports bra and then like a t-shirt of some sort. Um, you know, <laughs> you haven't went to college. You literally have a million t-shirts from all the credit cards you signed up for uh, and all the organizations that you were in. So I have a ton of those. Um, and that's usually my uniform, but I realized um, like, uh, like my sports bras, when I would, you know, finish working out, take off, you know, take, go to take a shower, there was like grow their spots, like growing on my chest, um, in between my breast and right above my um, bra line. And I was like, you know, what's going on? And the spots kind of were getting darker and darker. They were blotchy. They were really dry, like, um, not itchy, right. They didn't itch. They didn't, they weren't discolored. They were just like darker spots starting to form and they were dry, drier than my standard skin. So even when I would, you know, I get out the shower, I would moisturize. Um, you know, I usually use like a shea butter or, um, you know, um, I, I'm a black woman who grew up in the eighties. So Jergens is something I still use. Um, and I'm like rubbing it all over my body. And I swear to you, like these patches would like soak it up and then be dry again. Like it was wild. And I remember visiting my sister in Chicago and she is a nurse and, um, maybe I had like a low cut top on or something. She was like, what are those patches on your skin? I was like, I don't know. Like they just like appeared one day. I have no idea what's going on. She was like, you need to get that checked out. And I'm thinking like, I mean, you know, skin, it does its own thing. I don't know. I just didn't really think of it, you know, think of too much about it. She's like, you need to go to the dermatologist immediately. And I like literally have never been to a dermatologist, like didn't know if my insurance covered this was like totally freaking out. But I learned that my skin was having a reaction to my sweat. Basically, 
because I was working out regularly, maybe I would like wear my sports bra a little too long. Um, the, the sweat, um, from just like me, like a standard workout was uh, drying out my skin and causing discoloration. She gave me like a new body wash, um, which um, after using for like two or so weeks, two or three weeks, um, re like reduced the spots and cleared up my chest and removed the dry spat patches. And um, she's all better now. But um, I'm so glad that my little sister like encouraged me to go to the dermatologist because I just thought that this was something I was going to have to live with. Um, and didn't really see it as a big thing. Like I said, it didn't hurt. It didn't, it, it didn't itch. It was, you know, it didn't look great, but like, other than that, I was just like, it is what it is, but I'm so glad that like, you know, <laughs> I have a little sister who can be like, yeah, you should go get that checked out. Um, and so glad that I did. And I'm so glad that it was not significant, right? Like it didn't, it wasn't something that, um, was worse than what it was. Um, and that's like one of the things that I sort of am reflecting on is like, that was a pretty significant change in my skin and like my skin's pretty clear. I don't really have a lot of dry patches. And so not taking immediate action on that, like I typically would, um, I'm glad I finally had a nudge. So have you noticed anything like that, Marcy? Like, have you noticed any significant changes or things that kind of popped up um, over the last few years? Yeah, not maybe not as significant as that, because that sounds terrifying. So I'm so glad that your sister <laughs> encouraged you to go to the dermatologist. But I definitely have just noticed like aches and pains more. So particularly with us like this past year, for sure. But also I noticed during my yoga teacher training of just my body holding pain in certain areas and even just talking to my instructors about how that pain can also be related to like carrying things that are not yours so the the um metaphysical energy of that if you will so that's something that I've noticed a lot of it's just that my body retains aches and pains a lot more and so I have to do things that really allow my body to move um and I'm not a worker outer period like not even forcing myself into it I need to force myself into it but that is not my ministry and so yoga really does help with that and resting really helps with that so I know we talk a lot about rest on the podcast but that's something that before um before this last few years I didn't need to rest as much. My body could just kind of go and run. But in the last few years, I've had significant issues where I've recognized the need that my body is not like that anymore. Um, and then just like weight, honestly. So I'm not a big, I need to be a certain size or like vanity really isn't my thing because I'm too lazy for vanity. Obviously not working out is a big part of that. But I do just notice that some of the clothes that I used to be able to get into, like I've been pretty much the same size my whole life. And so I haven't really had to do lots of shopping and things like that. And I think that's the biggest fear for me when it comes to gaining weight. It's like, girl, I gotta go buy a whole new wardrobe and I cannot afford this. What am I supposed to wear to work? So thank God for the top only being the thing y'all see right now. Um, so that's definitely something like weight is not as easy to get off or just stay away. I used to be able to eat anything and I was like, oh, I can't, I can't eat whatever I want to anymore. So, and then COVID happened and we've been sitting in our house all year. So hello to all of the um, weight gain, but things change, right? And 
I think that one of the things that I value so much about yoga is that it teaches you how to listen to your body and it teaches you how to pay attention. So I know that when I start noticing a pain in my lower back, it's not just because I've been sitting for too long. It's probably because I'm focusing on things that I'm not supposed to be focused on. And as soon as I shift that energy, it helps me to move away from that. I know that there are certain things that I cannot put in my body anymore. And not just because it's it causes weight gain or contributes to weight gain, but also just because my body reacts very differently. Honestly, after Thanksgiving, I was like, oh, this is new. This is different. <laughs> like tummy's just rumbling a lot <laughs> this morning. What is going on? So just really paying attention and really noticing and kind of like what you're saying, not just putting off those things that we notice. So not just chalking up to like, oh, my body's changing. It's fine. I'm just going to let it go. But really being intentional about saying, no, my body is changing. I need to investigate what this is. And maybe I do need to go to a doctor. I know that for a lot of Black folks, we don't like going to the doctor. Like that's not a thing that we do, but it's so important to go talk to professionals, not just your girlfriends, not just your family, really going and talking to professionals that you trust to be able to get that information. So I definitely have been in ways that I never had in my life have really been trying to let my body speak to me and listen to it and do the things that I need to do to address that. Um, what about you, Ashley? Like, how are you being intentional about listening and learning from your body? You know, <laughs> I think it's, my body doesn't give me a choice these days. Like, it's like, you know, like before, you know, that was probably a couple of years ago, a few years ago when I had the spots on my chest and like, you're right. Like I said, because it wasn't itching and didn't burn. Like it was just like a appearance thing. And I was just like, it'll be fine. You know, like I wasn't really tripping, but now my body will scream. My body will literally scream. I'll be in crippling pain. <laughs> and so there's no, I don't have to listen real hard. Sis is loud. Um, and I like, I'm just so grateful because like I have better insurance now. So like, you know, I'm out here at the dermatologist, chiropractor, dentist, anesthetician, like I'm seeing all the girls, um, you know, and I, and I'm grateful for that. And like, even, you know, I tie everything back to career, but like, you know, when you, when you're doing work that you enjoy and work that you're good at and you're being compensated well, that's when you can like leverage your benefits. Like you might be being paid well, have great benefits that you can't use because you're so stressed out at work. Right. Like, you know, or you don't even have time to take off like these kinds of things. It's just so critical to like, to listen to your body. I, um, was at the anesthetician, um, and was getting waxed and like noticed that like, I was growing hair in new places, places I ain't grown hair before. And, you know, I was talking to the, to the, my girl and she was just like, yeah, she was like, you know, I know a lot of black women suffer from PCOS and, um, you know, that, um, one of the, like, uh, what do you call it? Like side effects of that or what is additional hair law, uh, additional hair growth and, you know, non-traditional places and, da, 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 da. and then I like went down a PCOS hole and I was asking my primary about it and like, you know, really doing the work. Um, you know, thankfully I don't have PCOS, but, um, like, I'm just so glad that I have like providers who like, I've, you know, built a relationship to and who know my body and can help me like process those. Um, and that I'm vigilant about it. Um, you know, my dentist, um, if you follow me on Instagram, I've talked about how my dentist is trying to take all my teeth out of my mouth. 
Um, and while I understand she got a business to run and she could coins to stack, I have decided that I'm not going to let her take all my teeth out of my mouth, at least not right now, um, because they um, aren't impacted, they aren't hurting. Um, and while like she is like the expert and I stand paying an expert to tell me what to do. Um, I also really, um, you know, like feel like there's value in not changing the appearance of my mouth and not, not having my tif- teeth shift significantly. So I also think that there's, you know, autonomy um, in th- your health and decisions too. And so like just being really intentional about not just not going to the doctor and ignoring advice, but like, you know, processing that advice and taking action where I can has been helpful. And I feel like like you talked about Marcy these days, my body does need a little bit more support. Like I just really cannot be drinking 2% milk like that. I just, I just cannot real rich foods back to back to back are just not a good look. If I'm going to have a steak, it's gotta be, you know, or a burger, it's gotta be 95% like, you know, lean. I can't be out here with the 80% girls no more. Like I just, I just can't, my body requires so much more to like be well. Um, And one of the things for me, my body does require movement. Like if I, because when I think about my body, I also think about my mind, right? So like my mental health, like if I don't move, if I'm not active, if I don't take that walk, if I don't get that workout in, it affects my mood um, and my mental like stability. I start spiraling. I'm like, oh girl, you need to go for a run because you are in your head and you're doing too much in there. Um, So I think that like my body does require movement. It requires pacing. It requires almond milk. Um, more now than ever. Do you feel like there's like support that you need to provide your body these days or like things that you really need to like uh, give yourself to be well? I do. And I definitely agree with what I'm putting in my body has changed significantly. So I need tons of water (laughs) regularly. Um, And even when I think about like alcohol intake, it that has changed drastically and significantly and so that's something important to be mindful of the food that I put in my body so I don't eat a lot of fast food um, because it just feels different like it feels heavy in my body and gentle movement for me (laughs) has been really helpful Um, I definitely think that one day I want to get back into like hardcore exercising a little bit more but I've definitely noticed that just like gentle movements can be really good um massages are great definitely need those not doing those because of COVID but when I'm able to have someone else touch my body again I will be signing up for that um and yeah like just I will continue to be a broken record is just resting and just realizing that like the uh, grind all 24 hours a day seven days a week sleep when you did just is not the lifestyle that I'm ever going to lead again and I don't want to and that is fine for me and so I think that one like if I had to recommend something to people who need to be more intentional about paying attention to their body is to like sit down for a little bit, sit down and do a body scan. And you can either just like scan through the different parts of your body in your head. There are audio videos online that you can listen to, to do body scans, but really just sit down and 
go through every part of your body, recognizing how it feels at different times of the day after you're doing certain things, just to get really in touch with your body. Stand in the mirror naked. And I know that that can be really uncomfortable for people, especially people who have body image concerns. But that can be a really one empowering process. But also just so you notice, like Ashley talked about, like, you have to know that you've never had spots there to be paying attention to knowing that you now have spots. But if you never take the time to actually inspect and look in your body, then you're not going to know those things. So like feel around, look around, be in tune um, and deeply engage with your own body so that you can know those shifts and those changes. And then when you notice pains, when you notice aches, when you notice that things like aren't lubricated in the same way, if you need to check that out, do your research, just make sure that you do that. So you, but you can't do any of that if you haven't started with the inventory and the reflection at first. What are some of the things that you would recommend to our listeners in terms of paying attention to their body? My primary recommendation is to talk to other women about their bodies as well. Um, I think it's sometimes helpful to have a baseline. Um, Obviously, all of our bodies are a little bit different, but like, you know, (laughs) I was talking to my little sister about my period the other day and, you know, she was talking to me about hers and, you know, we have similar genetic makeup. And so like, that was just like a check-in and that was really helpful. Um, you know, when I was growing hair in weird places, I was talking to my other girlfriends like, hey girl, do you have hair here? Like what's, you know, you know, just like asking and, you know, just to normalize, I guess not feel weird, but then also to like, you know, to get that boost, like, yeah, go have it checked out. And that's okay too. Right. And so I think like not shrinking, not, not like building community uh, is important. Um, I really love like some of the ways that you can build community on social around body. So like, you know, there's a body posi movement, um, you know, there's a different ability um, groups um, online, which I think are great. Um, there's health and fitness communities. Um, I um, joined Weight Watchers earlier this year and I really love it. Um, uh, I don't use it as so much for the community piece, but I do use it to hold myself accountable. Um, I'm a rule follower. Y'all know that. Um, so it has rules and, uh, uh, and points. And I like that kind of thing. I like like being inside the rules. Um, and so that holds me accountable. So I definitely would encourage you to use like technology and like resources and, and build community. Um, cause like, our bodies are our own, um, but our bodies are literally built and designed to be in community. So leverage the community. Um, and um, I think that that, that will be, that it'll be a way, that's the recommendation I have and will be a way for you to check in. And we digressed. Next up is All Black Everything. Marcy, what do you have for us this week? So this week in All Black Everything, I first want to go back to an All Black Everything that we talked about I think it was maybe last Christmas or the Christmas before about Pandora not having a Tiana charm. And I know that this is like a significant first world problem. So (laughs) there's that acknowledgement. But also I was quite livid because I really wanted to buy one for a very special girl in my life. And then this on the morning of Black Friday, my friend sent to me a picture of the Tiana charm. And so they finally have Princess Tiana and she is 
on on par actually kind of better her charm is actually really dope it's like rose gold and it's a double charm it's a dangle charm and it has two of like the silver in the back with the frog and then her in the front and it kind of when they line up together they look like they're kissing and i'm like oh this is so adorable so they actually did her justice which i appreciate i am all here for rose gold still pandora get it together it should not have taken that long for y'all to get on board however i am pleased with the product and i will likely be having one um so just wanted to shout out i'm just gonna go ahead and say that because we talked about it in the podcast that is how we got here I'm going to go ahead and take credit for that. Um, but the other thing that I wanted to just shout out is, so we just passed through um, our first kind of major, I guess Halloween technically too, but our first kind of major holiday was Thanksgiving during the pandemic. And that being like a time of just lots of different ranges of feelings and emotions, particularly around people not technically being able to gather in the way that we're used to gathering during Thanksgiving. But what I always love around this time of the year is people doing all of these wonderful things for um, other people who are in need. So these Georgia entrepreneurs took over the registers at grocery stores, I believe at a, at a local Metro Atlanta Kroger and pay over $40,000 worth of groceries. And they just were basically, they took over all the registers and just for like two hours as people came through and made their purchases, they just paid for it. And I remember that Tyler Perry did this a couple of years ago, which are last year, this year, sometime. That's beautiful, but also just to see like black folks just, regular regular black folks who have businesses and are really trying to give back to the black community that was just really beautiful and amazing to me and they talked about how they come from lower income backgrounds they come from poverty stricken communities and they still were like we want to give back in this way because we're doing these amazing things with our lives and we can do that so that was really beautiful i think they also did a turkey giveaway or something like that so those kinds of things even in the midst of like distraught despair <laughs> challenges that we're experiencing just to see people giving and being so open to that um, really just makes a difference and makes me feel really happy to be just a part of this community so just wanted to share some goodness that has been happening over the holiday I love that and I agree with you Marcy um I love that it's like regular regular people I was reading a meme the other day and it was like <laughs> so if uh if Gucci own half of Atlanta and Tyler Perry own half of Atlanta and every other rapper, oh, and T.I. own half of Atlanta, how many halves are there? You know what I'm saying? So like, obviously, like we think we look at these like big time, you know, public celebrities in, the, in that, you know, them buying a block, blah, 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 blah. But like, let me tell you how $130 would change my life in a grocery store if I didn't have to pay it. Like, and I'm not impoverished. <laughs> But like, let me tell you the hallelujah, shout the glory to God that would be brought up on my lips if somebody got this grocery bill. Let me let you know. So yeah, like shout out to that. And it, you know, it just, um, it reminds me of a conversation that we had earlier this year as business owners around like paying ties and like giving back and just reminds me um, of the my my responsibility around that too so conviction thank you um so yeah that was good that's definitely all black everything so last up is tvt and this week we're throwing it back to last week's episode because last week's episode we talk about we talked about uh representation the episode was titled no but i play one on tv so much so much fun so if you haven't listened to the episode please go back and listen to it hilarious 
Um, but we talked about like, just like how our own professions and other professions are represented on TV and like how sometimes that can be like really dope. And, you know, we, we love to see ourselves show up in those spaces and how sometimes folks get it really wrong and it's very embarrassing. And our profession has shown up really terrible on the silver screen. And so we talked about that, um, and just talked about like, how we recognize that like before there was like a lack of re representation, right? Like we were not represented. And then now we are represented, but often it's in poor taste. Um, and so like, when will we get to a point where we're represented well and we're represented wholly um, and all of the ways that we are represented and we're also represented in truth, like, right? Um, without breaking ethical standards all the time and being horrible, et cetera. So, um, I've been watching a lot of TV, uh, thanks, shout out to Thanksgiving break and just resting, shout out to you, Marcy. And, um, and I'm really excited because I'm seeing some really dope representation on TV. And so I wanted to shout some of it out. Uh, so the good doctor, I believe that the good doctor comes on in ABC. I believe it comes on ABC. Um, it is a show that we talked about on po the podcast before. Um, it's like a medical drama. Um, it's about a doctor who is on the spectrum, but is also a savant um, and uh, does really well um, as a medical like intern. Um, he is in his second or third year of residency. And so now he has interns and two of his interns are dark skinned, natural hair, black women. And I was just so excited to see this because, you know, like we talked about the arc, right? So like then first there was no representation. Then there is a little representation, but it's always a light-skinned black girl with long hair, um, long flowy hair or bouncy full curls or something. Um, but to have two darker skinned black women who are medical interns with natural hair, one in braids and one in like a mini puff pro puff fro was so exciting to me. Like literally just because we, you, we usually only get one and they both got screen time, airtime. They, none of them were hysterical or mean or sassy, like, and then their patient was a black woman too. I mean, I was like, I was like looking around the room, like, is this, is this a Black History Month special? Like, what is going on? Like, it was just so freaking cool to see. And like, I guess I should be disappointed that I don't get to see that more often, but I'm just going to celebrate the little wins and be like, yes, finally, like we, we get to see that. Um, and I think it's so dope. Um, another show I wanted to shout out, we talked about Grey's last week. Oh, Meredith, we're praying for you. But, um, on Grays, there are two Latina women um, on the show, both new interns um, and their mother-daughter. Um, so it was an older Latina woman and a younger one. And um, I was just so excited to see that because um, I think it's dope that uh, we get to see Latina representation and older women on screen, right? We see young, bouncy, vibrant, beautiful people, but like, where are the over 40 girls? Like where, where, how are they not getting their shine? Right. And so I was just really excited to see that as well. And so we are making some strides in, um, <laughs> uh, representation, at least on those two shows. Um, so I thought I'd just shout that out. And I think it's, it'd be great to support those shows and shout out those black girls. Um, I wish I would have looked up their names so I could shout them out specifically, but go check them out um because i'm excited to like see them on screen um so marcy like you know um i don't know if you've been taking the break to watch any good tv have you seen representation in any ways that you think should be highlighted no actually i haven't 
per se. I haven't caught up on The Good Doctor, um, and so I definitely want to check that out. I will say, though, that in watching Grey's and A Million Little Things, did you see that A Million Little Things? Yes, it came back! It came back! (laughs) Yes, I did get to catch up on that episode. Um, And one of the things that I think I always stand for is just a, a Black love representation. And y'all know I stand for Beth and Randall, like, hands down from This Is Us. But also, um, Rowan and Regina's relationship on A Million Little Things, I love them. Like, I am just, I am, I adore them because they have the difficult conversations. And we talked about, like, why I appreciate their conversations around children in general, but also just seeing them work through and navigate loss and just what those experiences have been has been really beautiful. And then also in Grey's Anatomy, Maggie and her long distance bay, the one that set up this tip for her. <laughs> Listen, I am here for it. So I also love that we're seeing relationships, um, Black relationships on TV that are not struggle love. Like they're not this somebody's toxic and abusive and so we have to try to like navigate that we're still gonna stay down anyway I love seeing people be in love and then not be struggle love like I am happy that we're seeing more of that so that is my representation that I've been excited about yes and I'm so glad a million little things is back oh I meant to text you um when I when I watched but so good so good so good like I like where the storyline is going too like I'm excited about some of the things that are happening feel very good about that they can drop Maggie in this uh in the London thing I'm you know that can go but everything else is wonderful very excited um yeah and I do want Regina to want this this adopted baby you know I don't think it's too soon I mean you know how how long must we mourn but I'm you know I'm gonna give her things and let her figure it out but let her grieve that was traumatic I can't imagine I was talking to hubby about this too I was just like so you got me excited and attached to this baby she decided paying for it she decides the day that she gives birth that she don't want to do it no more I'm not about to sign up for this all over again. So I am I am on Regina's side with that entirely. Like, give me a second to wrap my head around this. It would be different if they hadn't met her. And like, if it hadn't been so attached, which I knew that was bad from the beginning. But if there were more boundaries around that, we didn't have to worry about like, I think that if it was just like, oh, I picked a baby out of a book. They said, no, we can pick another baby out of the book. That's fine. But this whole, like, she was super attached to that baby. So I I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to future episodes. I'm so glad a lot of, so sad, actually, that a lot of our shows are not coming back till freaking January. I'm like, what am I supposed to do all month? But um, I have Army Wives. I have six seasons of Army Wives to watch. So I'll be fine. Thank you. <laughs> I will be fine. So that wraps up this week's episode of School and Life. Thank you so much for listening. Um, We're really excited because we um, have um, all new episodes throughout the month of December to keep you engaged and connected. This is a great time for you to tell a friend about School and Life podcast. Share it with someone that you love. Share it with someone who's looking to build community and connection with women in a meaningful way. Um, And we will see you next week. School's out. Class dismissed.